0: What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy Monday, everybody. It is December 3rd, 2018. Damn, we made it to December, y'all. The, the year's over already. Might as well
1: just <laughs> chalk it up. 2019. Uh, happy 2019, everybody. Oh, no.
0: Happy Monday, everybody. I am one of your hosts, Bex Bumble.
1: What a do, Kaipu. This your other (laughs) host, D-Boy.
0: What's up? Hey, and we have a guest speaker in here. Um, His name is Ty Fafetai Faleava, a.k.a. Ty, was born and raised in Samoa for the first six years of his life. Ty earned an associate's degree in psychology from Evergreen Valley College in San Jose. He then transferred to the University of California, Davis, where he received a bachelor's degree in sociology. Ty continued his education at Alliant International University in San Francisco, where he received a master's degree in clinical psychology and is now anticipating a doctoral degree in clinical psychology in the year 2020 from the same school. Ty intends to become a licensed clinical psychologist to provide mental health service to people of color and other vulnerable populations. Ty also conducts psychological evaluations for inmates as needed. He drove all the way from where, Salinas, right?
2: Soledad. Soledad, Soledad.
0: yeah. He just got off of work and came straight here. And we're going to, you know, uh, get to know Ty a little bit more. But we just kind of want to do our little just quick check-in to see how everybody's doing. Because it is, again, th- December 3rd, 2018. Damn, it's real. Huh. I got to go um, get a gym membership now. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I got to do? I got to go make sure my, um, just my, you know, what is what do they call it? Their Your New Year's uh, resolutions. I got to go write down my list. So, I don't know. I don't
1: believe in no. those.
0: I know. I, never, I think it's better, just you know, just, for just, me.
1: just get it started just, before the, because I think you set yourself up to fail with that's that true. New Year's resolution.
0: That's true. Do you do you believe in New Year resolutions, Ty?
2: Yeah, no, nah, just, you know. Just do it on Monday, you know. You don't have to wait till the new year. <laughs> they even, but right. they even say don't start on
1: Monday because you start on Monday, you're just gonna fail on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. They, they they say if you're gonna start like a, a diet or anything, start it midweek, start
0: it on a That's weekend. That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: Because uh, I think similar to the New Year's resolution, right? Like starting on Monday is like, oh, you're just gonna set yourself up to fail. I know. And I'm speaking from personal experience. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just, I'll just. Stop drinking soda on Monday.
0: <laughs> but we know you guys won't fail. We will, though. We're just not good at this whole resolution thing. But um, we just want to say we missed y'all last week. We had a bye week.
1: I don't know. I don't know
0: if I missed it. <laughs> I missed you guys. I, 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 I enjoyed microphone. being off. It was cool. Yeah. Was it relaxing?
1: Yeah. It was nice to not have to, you know, worry about it. But, I, I mean, I, I think I did miss coming here and chopping it up.
0: Right, yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, my my Thanksgiving was low key.
0: Did you use some of the tools we spoke about? You know, just uh, like... I didn't need to because it oh, was low okay. key. Oh, it was low key.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was low key. Yeah, nice. we we spent our Thanksgiving at the movie theaters. Ooh, yeah. Took, right. took the nieces to go see Record Ralph.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, just
1: chill. Just, you know, we didn't eat. Um, we didn't cook or anything like that. Yeah. We just you know ate.
0: You also went to watch Boy Raced, right? Uh, that wasn't uh, during bye week though. That was like.
1: What? Oh, that was actually the day after Ooh. Thanksgiving. We went to go watch it, me and uh, some of the girls.
0: Ooh, we got to recap about that. That yeah. movie was pretty uh, intense. What about you? How was your Thanksgiving Ty?
2: My Thanksgiving was really low key as well.
0: Yeah? Um, you did you propose I'm... to your fiancé
2: or no? <laughs> I, was, I was still searching
0: for him. Ty, Ty, does, not, Ty does not have a fiancé. I was just kidding. He was giving thanks for not having to do that. Yeah. Right. 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 Ty, on the next 90 Days Fiancé, look at you. Oh, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shoot, Osweiler's uh, here. What's up? Uh, i was just kidding. Uh, we had Osweiler in the building. No, Osweiler like Kiki. <laughs> like he- uh, yeah, yeah. uh, but your Thanksgiving was good?
2: Yeah, it was nice. You know, just did absolutely nothing you know i think nowadays oh, wow. like i look forward to days that i can just have a free schedule for the whole day come mm. on tell it bro tell it so you know i, I enjoyed it yeah. Totally enjoyed
0: it yeah. yeah did you have it in san francisco i did yeah. nice that's what's
2: up
1: how was your thanksgiving bex
0: <sighs> my thanksgiving was all right didn't yeah. do nothing yeah i just had food i was actually kind of sick i don't know why i just got sick Think I might be pregnant, guys. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, that's loose that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just was feeling sick. I think I had like some form of stomach flu, I guess. But I was not feeling good at all.
1: But your IG story would look like it was cracking. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, that was a few days after though. But yeah, yeah, my IG story was lit. We went to whatever. nah
1: the day of Thanksgiving. Y'all was in the uh, the what? garage and your auntie was
0: oh, chilling my with the young that folks. One?
1: Yeah, that look. That I, look was, fun. I mean, d-
0: don't be fooled by the IG, man. I'm telling you. I know, you. I know. I just do it for just the sake of like you know my followers just you know want to see that. I'm hey I'm I'm enjoying my Thanksgiving, but I, I I actually did. I had we had we had a little gathering after in the garage and you know I my family was drinking and eating and I was just like. Outside, you know, I just had to come take our, you know, traditional picture, family picture. And Mm -hmm. then I just kind of snuck out. So, But it did look lit because, you know, everybody was drinking, singing, and all that. But, yeah, the girl that was recording all of it wasn't lit. (laughs) She was sitting there (laughs) freezing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm over here lit. (laughs) Oh, fine. Yeah, but my thanksgiving was all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Bruh. What's happening? Man. My, uh, my week was uh, pretty great, guys. That's what's up. I have an announcement. What's up? I finally got me a spot. Hey, <laughs> Shit! I wish we had like a button where it goes boom, 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 boom. I am so happy my partner and I, we finally have a place in Southside, Southside San Jose. So we are happy. To be in our own place, living and not worried about other people and noise and whatever. So, yeah. Your own
1: sanctuary. Our own Mm -hmm.
0: sanctuary, our own place where we can just rest our head without having to worry about anybody waking us up. So, yeah. so You know,
1: I think the good thing, too, about being in a relationship and and having your own space is is exactly what you said, right? Like, you're not bothered by the surroundings, right? The surroundings is just y'all. Right. And what you got going on and not everybody else's stuff. You know how our... Yeah, our uh, Samoan our Pacific Islander houses are right. Like everybody's there. You got people constantly, you know, in your right. business. It's yeah. a good thing, and, it, and it's also a bad thing, right? Especially right. if you have a a family. So yeah. it's really cool to have your own sanctuary. You oh know?
0: man, it feels great. It feels amazing. That's gonna like take your
1: relationship to the next.
0: I hope so. You know, I just there's just something like just.
1: But you know I think this is I don't know If this is like Typical lesbian
0: behavior <laughs> <laughs> they, they call it They call it The U-Haul you the, know, the U-Haul, U-haul? Yeah Why? So it's kind of like This lesbian term That when um, Usually Because you know We're just like Emotional beings So like <laughs> The minute we meet each other I'm in love with you Let's move in <laughs> And sure enough You know A month later It didn't happen that fast But a month later We moved in And But yeah It just seems It happens more with lesbians Than gays right I'm so well, What I don't know Right, right, right time. I'm, just, I'm just And he studied it somewhere Right I'm just gay over here By myself <laughs> That's true That's true But it does happen More frequently Among women Than men yeah. From what I've heard That's why they call it The U-Haul term Where they just You know Literally They meet yeah. And they live with each other So It's it's a very scary thing I'm sure Like from the outside From a male's perspective Like oh my gosh How can you like Move in with someone You barely know So quickly know?
3: It's
1: just that connection, I guess you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Trust me, I had my you know, my ups and downs of just like oh you know like yeah. sure that was the right decision, but no. Congratulations, though. Yeah, thank you so Big much. Big news to you and your partner. Thank that's you. that's thank hella you. huge. Yeah, yeah. So, and also you know we. It was kind of like an off week as well because, you know, there's a f- with the whole funeral thing that's been happening out here, Word. it's kind of brought kind of like the morale here in San Jose kind of down. And even with the loss of just recently a young guy, um, just a, a young kid from the neighborhood. His name is um, Maya, Jemiah mm. uh, He lost his life um, in a car accident. He was in the car with a few of his friends, and um, I don't really know the details of how that happened. All I know is that out of four guys in the car, he was one that did not survive, and he was on the in the passenger side. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> again, uh, today was his visual. He had it at um, Overfelt High School, mm-hmm. so they had something there for him. But it's just been a little kind of, you know, you know, my emotions were a little high and low because of just the things that are happening right now in San Jose.
1: So much loss this year.
0: I mm. know. Hella loss. Young, lo- young loss. Young right? loss. A lot of young, lo- like youngsters just kind of, you know, leaving random, random ways. But you know what? <sighs> we just got to mourn the loss of these youngsters and still move forward somehow, some way. But yeah, it was a really tough week. Knowing that Maya, um, again, I didn't really know him too well, but I knew his older brother. Mm-hmm. Him and I are really close. And I was just kind of just seeing seeing him just uh, you know, I d I don't know. See, this is something I feel like I it's too early to have in discussion because I didn't have you to check in yet. But I don't know if this is very common when, you know, in in the kind of like in the 2030s, you know, audience in the PI community, the minute someone, you know, passes away or something just something really traumatic happens it's like forget like um healing with family go heal with friends and turn up like i i felt like that was like the first thing that i got to see like a lot of people just going straight to alcohol Mm -hmm. and just drinking like literally after hearing about the loss of like you know this young kid maya like i was just watching you know on social media like on snap and instagram just the you know the friends of these guys Drinking later mm. on those hours. Yeah. The brother drinking.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Still drinking, you know, the, the next few days. Just morning, noon, and night. And I'm just like, wow. You know, like, is this is this the only way we grieve? Or is this how we grieve? And, you know, like, it probably is. It's probably the best, you know, because that's family to them. But... It was just, you know, it was just difficult to kind of see that. But at the same time, everybody needs to grieve the way they need to grieve, right?
1: That part. Yeah. I, I, don't, think, I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but it's what folks know. Yes. Right? Um. I remember, you know, when we lost my uh, cousin earlier this year, uh, Chewy, and uh, we went to go up to the house and, and be with the family. And and um, I had a cousin, his sister, Eke, she was, you know, mm. she was just... She just lost her brother, right? And so, mm. so you know, she had been drinking and, you know, just in her, in her feelings. And when, she, you know, we, we got there to the house, she was hugging my mom and just saying she's so sorry, you know, mm. and that she's drunk and this and that. And she's been drinking and, you know, just really in her feelings. And my mom was like, it don't matter. No, don't, mm. don't apologize. Mm. If you need a drink, drink, mm. you know? Because, like you said, right, yeah. people need to cope the way in which they do um that's one that's one piece of it, at least this is in my uh way of thinking right like that's one piece of it, but right. we, but maybe you know if we are able to address that and move to another level, we'll get to that point where we we grieve without it, yeah, right, but I mean for the most part, because you know maybe because of the communities we come from, because of yeah. the experiences we come from and the family, drinking is automatically what right. we go to, like yeah. shit all this loss this year, that's that's you know, that's what I turn to. Right. And then yeah. some, right? Right. You know, just trying to right. uh numb mm-hmm. numb yourself and numb the pain. Yeah. Um and a lot of peop a lot of our people and, and other people, you know, other communities too, you know, turn to that for that for that very reason. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, yeah. It's t- it's totally understandable to yeah. me. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know, what do you think, Ty?
3: Yeah.
2: I mean it's a it's a very common um you know coping skill right Co- it's it's a it's a very common form of coping um to to turn to substance to turn to um you know maybe some behaviors that are not you know mm-hmm. um beneficial for for us in the long term yeah um but you know it it is what people do you know as humans you right. know we we turn to what comforts us the most right and eliminates the pain yeah. instantly yeah. Right. So, yeah so it's a, it's a temporary fix though for a, yeah. for a, you know bigger issue. Yeah, yeah. a deeper issue, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, that's really...
0: <clears throat> it's also one thing I actually one thing I I really can walk away with in that in that whole thing just a, from viewing it from the outside in, is to never judge someone's healing journey, you yeah. know? That's just one thing that I've learned. It's like I can't judge that, you right. know, cuz I mm-hmm. when I went through something bad, I probably I yeah, I went, when I lost my mom, I didn't take the best journey at all, you know, and a lot of people just, you know, didn't agree with that. And you know, it was sad that, you know, the people that knew me as a kind of like a, a pastor figure were just judging me in my healing, I and mean, that was the only way, that was the only thing I knew was drinking, going out, I didn't know anything else because I just wanted to something to alleviate the pain, yeah. emotional pain. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you didn't want. Maybe you were running from it. Didn't want to deal oh, with yeah. it. yeah, I didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't know it. how. Yeah, yes. and that's a big
1: thing, right? right. I think too. Mm-hmm. Also, what Ty was saying is we don't know how to right. It's a small fix yes. for a bigger thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something that I was thinking about too in this um, in this situation is about harm reduction, right? Because mm. yeah, we don't want to judge anybody's healing. Mm. And so, you know, if you're gonna heal in that way, heal in that way. As long as you. Are safe, right? And you're not harming yourself or right. harming anybody else, yeah. Then, then please, yeah, grieve well, right? right. Grieve that way, um, yeah. I mean, that brings me to my bruh.
0: <laughs> What's right. up, Danny boy?
1: Uh, I think it's along the same lines. Mm. Uh, I didn't know this young man, um, but his name is uh, Luea Loto. Mm. Uh, rest in peace. He he was murdered on Thanksgiving in Seattle, um, or in uh, Washington. Mm. I don't know if it was un- necessarily in Seattle. Um, but what I what I learned about what happened was is that it was during a pickup game on Thanksgiving Day, uh, a football pickup game, where him and a bunch of other folks you know were playing ag- against the other team, mm. and there was an altercation that happened and and uh some things went down and then the other the other dude um went and grabbed his his strap and then came back and Mm-mm. let off right and uh Luwel you know took the bullet and passed away um and so just to see the impact it had you know there in Washington mm-hmm. but also here because uh, here in the Bay Area he was a student. He was I think he went to City, he was going to CSM. Yes. Um, and a lot of the students I was working with knew him and so just to see, you know, them hurting, to see the community impacted. Mm-hmm. It was sad because we have a um we have a group chat going out um, yeah. with me and the students that I work with up at CSM. And one of the the young men got on the text thread and was just like going off like this is the worst day, y'all something happened. You know, he just was crying, crying out, you know, just texting all of this. And everybody's texting back like, bro, be careful, you know, take care of yourself. So sorry to hear about what happened, you know, and just really, really uh, trying to comfort him and make sure he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to see how the the whole community has, you know, been impacted is sad because it's another senseless act of violence, right? right. Um, yeah. At least, you know, for here in the community, we... There's so much of this happening And one of the big ones That you know We already lost somebody to sends us violence Was Uncle Jungle
3: mm.
1: You know It's just sad to keep seeing this Happen right See this Carry out in our community To the point of like I mean me personally I'm, I've been numb for a while To all the um, The deaths that have happened After that right, That yeah. string of deaths That happened in uh, August um, And so Yeah I just want to Acknowledge, you know, this young man And yeah. the loss of his life And, and all my love and condolences um, To his family yeah. and, and to the community here You know, <clears throat> rest in love Luwea uh, mm. Loto mm. Yeah. Oh,
3: wow.
2: <sighs> yeah, so Do um, <laughs> you have anything, Ty? My, uh, my brahmo? Yeah okay. <laughs> um, You know, so um, my week has, has You know Been pretty intense I mean You know I, I spend a lot of time Just in the books And uh, working Pretty much Just school um, You know But you know At the end of the week Is kind of when I You know Kind of just let everything go You know So from, from all the You know Clients that I've seen In in the past week And, and you know I, I try to You know Practice self care Through like You know Not being affected By vicarious trauma You know yeah. so, so picking up Everything that's getting dumped on you um, through therapy and and mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know, mental health work, so you know at, at the end of the week is is kind of when I just <laughs> you know it's like trash day, you know, empty out and, yeah. and, and refuel for the for the following week. You know? Right, so. right. Yeah,
0: that's good. I don't know why it is still hitting me. Like I feel like just hearing of what happened about that young man and then hearing about Maya, like. Back to back, just hearing about two young men that both—I think I don't know if Maya was in school, but I know that he was pretty active in um, football when he was. I think he went to De Anza College, but mm-hmm. it just breaks my heart. This
1: young man too was—you know—he played football. But I think you know a lot of what um, what Ty just shared about vicarious trauma, right? right. It, is that I mean, even even if we're not connected to the to the to the people per se, it, we can still experience mm-hmm. experience right. that ex, um, experience loss. the vicarious trauma because it's happening in our community. Because right. we understand, right. you know, what that loss means uh, to the family,
0: yes. right? And,
1: and like really just having this
0: during the holidays, oh this my gosh. broken heart
1: and this, you know, this uh, empathy, yes. like this empathy for for our community, for our people, for this life lost. It's um, yeah. it's a lot to take. Yeah.
3: And,
0: and yeah, because I see how it's a, its really affecting Seattle and even out here. Just mm-hmm. watching again on There's social been, yeah, media. Yeah, they've had
1: different uh, vigils for uh, Luella. They had one, you know, at CSM. I know they had one at a, uh, at his church in the city. Yeah. They had one up there in Washington. You know, it's just—it's just sad. I know. Man,
0: what was his um, full name again?
1: Uh. From what I didn't know is Luea. Luea? Luea Loto. Yeah. Loto. Wow. The the folks like on the football team, their their uh their hashtag is I believe like long live loto or, mm. or yeah, I think that's the one. But they're also doing this thing where they're throwing their L's up oh, uh, for him. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, right? All right, y'all. So we're gonna move along to our ICU uh, you know, this is where we celebrate those in the Pacific Islander community worldwide that are doing things that we want to just <laughs> showcase and highlight, you know, give right. big ups to our people. Right. Um, so how about we start with you, Bex? Huh? Who's your ICU this week?
0: My ICU is um, the Pomele family. Uh, we just recently uh, took a huge loss to one of the great pioneer pastors out here in San Jose. Um, his name is Avaloki Pomele. Um, he's been pastoring for just I don't know, maybe I think well over well over eight years for sure, probably ten, but I could mm. be there could be more years to that. But I know he took over the legacy of Bengi. So, Beny uh, so he was the first pastor there, at the church in San Jose, three c, that's what it's called. <clears throat> so this uh, this week was uh, his funeral. And it was just um, it's just it was a tough week for, you know, the community, the culture, San word, Jose. Word. um he was a pretty well-known pastor out here. He's a great, great man. Um, yeah, I just really want to bring visibility to his family. To his work, one of my favorite pastors, you know, um, he was just one of those uh, workers that uh, had a huge heart for young leaders, mm-hmm. for raising up young leaders in the church, especially Pacific Island leaders. He was big on just kind of having an eye for that. And he was always about creating platforms for young leaders. So... Um, yeah i just really just uh want to recognize again i'm uh, lucky the his children um Liebel, um who else ben uh havelock um precious and kiana and yeah and obviously his wife Calavo, she's family so yeah you know, we miss you, rest in peace to a great, great pastor. And yeah, his work is I'm sure it's gonna be carried on to his, through his children and his wife and the church members. So yeah, my ICU goes to Avaloki Pomele, rest in peace.
1: Yes. With the nomination? Assemblies of God.
0: yeah oh, okay. uh, I think they are... The Lokpagpaki? Yeah, Lokpagpaki. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. what's up. But what's they're the independent Assemblies of God. There's there's a lot of confusion to the politics of, of Assemblies the of A-O-G. God. Yeah, AOG, but independent. So don't even ask because it's really... I won't, I there's won't a lot call, of confusion when, when we break down denominations. <laughs> so. we,
1: we, don't, we don't want the, uh, you know... The different denominations right, to going us. off, you know. Those are those are gangs in themselves. Right? right. <laughs> no, serious? What church you from? Right. <laughs> oh, you, you, uh, local Real, right.
0: <laughs> Seven day. <laughs> but yeah. What about you, Ty?
2: Um, my ICU for um you know this week. You know today I, I actually worked with my very first salmon client. Mm. Ooh. um And also. Um, provided therapy in the Samoan language hey, wow. that's what's up. Yeah, so it, it was it was a huge moment for me but you know um, I've been reading some literature that was coming out of New Zealand mm. um, and and one of them specifically talked about the therapeutic approach in helping Samoans within therapy mm you know and and that was that was it it's called the Uputawu therapeutic approach mm-hmm. and um so so my i c u goes out to the to the um you know uh, dr byron Sayuli out of oh. New Zealand. so he's a clinician also a researcher um but he developed that that um therapeutic approach for specific for samoan people. Which I was able to utilize today in in my work with well, a Samoan person. Does so. he
0: do online therapy? Because we're about to go. <laughs> like,
1: can I be a client? I mean, yeah. what was that like, bro? What was that like? Because that's huge, right? Like, yeah. Not only, not only did you have yeah. a young Samoan client. Was he young? Well, he he was an older. Generation. Or was an older, older. generation? Oh, oh. so it was like a so
2: straight up all in Samoan therapy, which oh. was good. Which was good Where... because then. No, go, Sorry, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I mean, it was good because then the the, the theory yeah really aligned well with this individual you know what i mean wow. there was, there could you explain to us a little bit about what the Uputzawa upu a therapeutic approach so basically yeah. um that was developed in with with mine you know considering the the individual, considering the family mm-hmm. considering the the culture and the and the customs, considering religion the spirituality mm. so everything ties in so basically the the samoan existence is, is, you know, is considered when approaching the person. And so the way that Dr. Sayuli writes this up is he uses the, the, the Samon Fali, you know, mm-hmm. Samon, uh, you know, the, the house, the, the little hut looking house. Right. And so and so he breaks down his 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 theory, um, you know, by the steps. So he labels every part of this approach. As you entering into the house, mm. into the Salmon's house, so it's it's very fascinating because there is it's like there is an analogy to it, right? You know, so so it's almost like walking into this house, is walking into this individual soul and wow, house, you know what I mean? So, exactly. So the way it's it's laid out, I you know that that's just been on my mind and and you know like. You know, and, and I read this research years back. So, you know, being able to sit in front of, of someone where the research was applicable, you know. Yeah. And, and it was it was like a moment for me where I was thinking, like, wow man, for the first time I'm 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 not looking to a textbook and a theory written by right. right, like right. a white person, right. you know, like white psychology, you know, like that's what my, one of my professors would call this this field, you know. White we, psychology. we are here learning <laughs> white psychology. Word. Right? um but but so you know i mean i feel like i just had like a really like breakthrough moment yeah. in my own right. know, my own um training yeah you know just to have that experience so yeah dr byron dr byron Sayuli seuli Say, you know i appreciate you for uh Getting the work done and laying the path for others who are following. Right.
0: That is amazing.
2: That sounds dope as fuck, right?
1: for real. Like, yeah. you know, and it, I think as you were describing, you know, the, uh, as you were describing the upu uh method, method mm-hmm. right? Like, it makes me think about how in our work, um, doing outreach, mm-hmm. right? Working with the community, working with folks, trying to, Reduce stigma around mental health, right? Mm -hmm. This approach it really has to be that where you where you uh, step into this person's uh, life, this person's folly, and you're 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 not just doing. You know, when we come to somebody's house, we don't come empty-handed. We don't uh, come and just lay up and like think that we're, you know, we're uh we're gonna be treated like royalty, like we're gonna guests or something like that, right? We're going to come and. Uh, be respectful right. um, and really just build va build VA with uh, with this with this person right. with the client right, right, right. and so it, it makes me think about how our approaches as Pacific Islanders and doing outreach or even just you know doing mental health work is so different to you know like let's say the county mm-hmm. right because it's they're looking at it from a western context and what we're right. looking at right. it from is an indigenous context. Right right 'cause an an indigenous person created this methodology to right. give right yeah. to give uh, language mm-hmm. to how th- this approach can work because you're, right. you're dealing with Taiwan specifically right? Right. Uh-huh. right and maybe it will look different like let's say if we think about the Tongan right. uh community or we think about the Fijian community yeah. native Hawaiian Marshallese yeah. right yeah. Uh, all you know just all these different folks like it's going to be different um depending on the community you know yeah, and yeah. so just yeah just thinking yeah. back
2: to but but then also you know like not only you know it's it's unique i you know i feel like even though culture is an aspect to consider mm. but then the individual as a whole you know like mm. even if if someone looks of a certain culture you know i think one of the most important things is that we don't assume that they subscribe to the culture that they right. come on there you go that's right, right you know what i mean so all, all factors um, right right apply. But, but you know when we find the the individual that is traditional Samoan that 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 subscribes to how we define a Samoan individual mm. you know we this this theory really aligns well you know so oh, I could wow. so i mean it, it it was just like a road map you know and, and it's just so refreshing to like you know not have to translate other theories that were written um, you know, to, to be more applicable to someone that you're 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 treating, you know, you're yeah. providing services for. So wow. thank
1: you for pointing that out too, because you know, I think you are right. Even though we are cultural people or that we look alike, right? Right. Our experiences <clears throat> might be different. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll speak for myself, someone who was born and raised here, you know, I, I've always wanted to and longed to subscribe to my culture, but I'm mm-hmm. not rooted Mm-hmm. In in it the way somebody who is, you born know, born there, Sam born, yeah. for yeah. real, right? Like, um, and so I just appreciate you making that distinction because right. it's real, right? It, it right. might need to, it, be, it would look different because right.
2: of right. It might need to be tweaked a little bit, yeah. right? But, right? But because as a people, I I feel like you know, generally speaking, we would all subscribe to a similar value, right. similar core right. values as right. a culture, mm-hmm. right? Because in that what that's what builds our culture is. Is, is you know that communal subscription that we have as a people. Right. Um, yeah but I mean you know one of the interesting things that, that I remember from this article that you know when I read this theory was he did a case study on, on a salmon uh, that was incarcerated in a prison in New Zealand and you know incorporating the spirituality piece where he would actually start his therapy sessions with a prayer you know, because he realized, okay, prayer is important to this individual. Yes. Mm-hmm. You that's know, good, yeah. And, and that's that considering his spiritual side. Right. Right? And then going into culture, starting talking about, about villages and, and lineages, you know, he realized, okay, that's also important to this person. You know, and then at the end, they, they, they sing a song and then, you know, wrap it up. and then, Right. You know, and, and, and you can imagine, like, you know, just as a, you know, being in mental health, right? If you were to witness that therapy session take place, like, it doesn't look like what the textbook right. says right. therapy should look like, right. right? You'd be like, what is going on in there? You know, is that even therapy? Like, what's right. happening? Right, yeah. See, but it, but so far for this individual in the case study, it was the most effective work that's ever, right. you know, that's kind of reached them. Bruh, that's giving me you chills. Got,
0: you, got the, you got the tingles. Right, <laughs> where, where can people find, you know, like, get access to these articles? Online, I mean? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, just... Just look it Google, up. Google, 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 you know, Google. Google, Google. Longley, Longley. Yeah,
0: man, that. We'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go yeah. deeper into discussion because right. I have some questions about that, but we'll move forward with our ICU. Oh, man. Right on, bro. That's <laughs> that's like, oh <laughs> We should save time for later.
1: Right. But nah, my ICU is just as dope. Uh, <laughs> she is a young scholar who I believe will do great things like... Uh, what was
0: his name? Byron, Dr. Byron.
1: Like Dr. Byron did. Um, she's a young Tongan woman mm-hmm. um, who is from Auckland. Uh, oh. Her name is Foloyola Final. She's a 13-year-old student mm. at Kia Aroha College in Otara. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, and she did a she did like a, a, a research study um, basically... Surveying the Pacific Islander students um, not only in her school I think but in the area mm. about how they felt they were treated or mistreated um, by not only their peers but by teachers, by administration right. and uh, the results were astounding on like just the amount of racism that these young Pacific Islanders uh, mm. face, right? Right. Uh, and so I read this article on uh, Facebook yeah um, and it's, it's just gotten so like it's been shared everywhere but the point that um, that really stood out to me is that uh, she says education initiatives should not aim to fix Maori or Pasifika students who are seen as failures but to fix the whiteness of their education system right right and really uh, goes on to say so the title of the uh, the article, It says Tongan student pleads, don't make me a brown Mm palangi. Oh, dang. And so even here, right, like with um, us addressing, you know, the Western, uh, the Western mentality or the Western ways that uh, we have assimilated to or adopted Mm. um, in our way of thinking, the same there, right? Like they have the same kind of whiteness from... From the New Zealand
2: government, right? Right. From the, is it the British too, or no? I mean, education is a Western construct. Or educate. So, edu- there you go. You know, so I mean, like that whole thing needs to be <laughs> restructured. Restructured. But, exactly what she's saying. Right. But then again, you know, there wow. is there is a challenge to that, because you know, how can we structure something? Um, you know, I I think in order for the restructure to take place, we need more pacific islanders in the schools that way they are the you know they're, right, they're, right. there is a bigger need to change otherwise you know if, if we don't have anyone to serve with these services right. why should we practice right you know what i mean
1: and yeah. that's huge that's something huge right because we we are like i hear this a lot um I just came back from a, uh, an empowerment conference that mm. was geared towards Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, and something that you always hear in those spaces and even in the in this work is that we don't have enough people who look like us. We're not mm-hmm. represented yeah, enough, that's true. right? Mm-hmm. But we also need to create these avenues and these yeah. pathways and these spaces for those people to exist, right? And it and it is kind not kind of it is on us in this generation, right, to plant the seeds. That can create those opportunities seven generations down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and I really appreciate what she's saying here because she's saying that the education system in itself is is uh, created in a way where it's teaching her how to be a Palangi person, right? right? Because the education is very centered around um, you know Eurocentric ideologies mm-hmm. um, and just whiteness, right? Yeah. We just call it call it what it is. <laughs> it's centered around whiteness. Uh, and we are made to be what she's saying, right? These brown palangis. Mm-hmm. We we want to learn these so things, but we also want trill. to learn and value where we come from and our cultures and right. and hold that. So right. Right. Um,
2: you know, I mean, I mean, I would also say like, you know, because I I lived in New Zealand for a while, and and uh, I think you know, I when I. And only because I'm here now, I'm in America Mm. now. But when I think about New Zealand, you know, New Zealand has, you know, come so far in terms of um, in terms of the the Polynesian presence Mm -hmm. and, and how much influence the Polynesian presence has had within that New Zealand society. Yeah. You know, so, for example, like there's there's tons of you know, Samoan bilingual schools. Mm. You know, like Samoan is offered as a language. So right. just like Spanish is offered here in, in schools. Oh, wow. You know, there there's there's uh bachelor's degrees in, in Pacific studies, you know what I mean? So it's That's it's it's, it's it's yeah. It's so far advanced. Far yeah. far advanced uh, compared to us here in America where you know, but it's a smaller population, you know, over there it's a huge population. But then again, you know, so it's interesting to see that even at that level of advancement, you know, people will still experience what what um, you know Ms. Exactly. now experiences in that article.
1: Exactly, because
2: right. at thirteen, I was not thinking. I, I
1: know. I, I mean, I didn't even have the language until I went to college, and even me going to college right. was not even in the stars for Christ. my ass. Okay, let me tell you, I right. Right. barely made it out of high oh, school. Right. Shoot. But going to college and getting that language, I was like, oh, shit. I was able to identify a lot of these things mm. in my life that mm-hmm. gave language to these same experiences. Right. It's something that I always, like, I'm always just not baffled by, but just that I laugh at because so many mm-hmm. of us do it here from, you know, America is that mm-hmm. we always look to New Zealand Right to, to see what's happening, you know, in these different fields mm-hmm. of academia or uh, mental health work or even art, right? Like, mm. we're so far advanced, right. our community is so far advanced there, mm-hmm. um, than where we are here, right? Even right. film, even film, film yeah. right? When Once Your so, Warriors right. came out, right. Right. when Boy came out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this, this new movie, um. Uh, what is it? Hibiscus and Ruthless. You know, oh, like, I know. we are all right. just like trying to cling and get yeah. to these movies because we are thirsty for representation. Right, I'm, right. I mean,
2: I even remember uh, Siona's wedding, being, like, right. wedding? Uh, Be- being on Netflix. I oh. know. You know. like, so it was like, what? They made it on Netflix? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we, we
1: arrived. Yeah, we made it. You know, so. Mama, we made it. Yeah. Something from this article, too, that I just want to point out, um, and then you, you wanna, <laughs> we won't take up any more time. Uh, is yeah, um, It says, we are challenging the idea that Western academic achievement is the primary measure of student success. Our group wanted to know why all our education initiatives focus on fixing us instead of fixing the racism, the quality of teaching, the whiteness of our education system, and our schools. Right.
3: Man.
2: Man, he, he, you know, I, I just want to, like, um, just... In regards to that, right, um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Dr. David Palaita out in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vika, Vika. Vika mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, uh, he's on my dissertation committee. So, you know, him mm-hmm. and I have, have had some conversations around that very, you know, that same issue. You know, and, <laughs> and I remember him saying, yeah, you know, we, we need to change, you know, pedagogy, in, you know, to accommodate the Pacific students. And then in my mind, I was like... And then in my mind, I was thinking, like, oh, okay, so, um, you know, so how do we, you know, add a specific component to these subjects? You know, that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I remember Dr. Polita saying, well, I mean, why do we have to learn those subjects? Why can't we learn, like, you know, tapa making? Why is there no class on that? Why is there no class on, like, how to build a canoe? You know, and and then so, like, you know, I wasn't... I feel like my mind and how far I could see in terms of this issue was also limited because of, right. of how it's been molded by Western right. society. Yeah. You know, so. I
1: true. mean, it's real, right? So so many of us, so many of the minds in our community are <laughs> molded by whiteness. Yes. I mean, my ancestors, you know, not, not too far back, but like just, you know, my family a few generations back, you know, knew that... Um, Or not new, but felt that white was right, right, and so you you use, um, you use the the name, the family name, and whiteness to get ahead, right? You assimilate. You don't have, you don't use language, someone language in the house, or at all, right? Right. And so Mm -hmm. then it gets eradicated from the family, and the language gets lost, generate like damn near seven generations down to where it's not going to exist anymore, right? But if we had these kind of initiatives here, you know, it could be like a resurgence and a uh, a reclaiming of of our culture, right? Right. But it just doesn't exist yet. And like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, we have to. We it's up to us, this generation now, to create these pathways for the next generations to come. Right. Right. Cultural preservation. Yeah. All of that to say, Miss. Uh, <laughs> for Loyola, I'm sorry if I'm for pronouncing Loyola. this wrong. For Loyola, final, I C U. Nice. Oh man,
0: oh, man. I guess without further ado, let's get into our discussion with our guest speaker. Yeah, we Pev-
1: want to chop it up with you, Ty.
0: Mm-hmm. We right. have Fathie, Ty, for Aliava. <laughs> See, I said it right. Yeah, my I my my Simoan-ness is just it's I'm polishing it, <laughs> it's trying. Yeah. No more samoan ish Remember what Kiana said. <laughs> no, it I know. was just Psalm 1. Period. Oh, gosh, that's a, Peri- we'll it. get into that discussion. <laughs> but we have Ty in the building. Uh he was uh kind of like our spur of the moment um guest. Um he, we randomly got in contact with each other.
1: How did y'all get in contact? Uh
0: through uh he you chimed in on uh our the, when we were the guest on right, Polyby Poly Design. design yeah. For the FICA podcast fun, yeah. yeah shout we were,
1: out to FICA podcast probably <laughs> by design thank
0: you FICA podcast from for that connecting for right. bridging this you know because if right. you didn't tune in we would have never connected you know right. so right. but yeah thank you again Naki Naki and Carl man that was so fun when we went there and yeah. just kind of sat in and even was, our debrief was fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's how uh, Ty and I uh, just kind of got back in contact, because we weren't, mm-hmm. last time we hung out was, like, maybe a few years ago. That's what's right. up. That. Known Ty for um, not too long, a few years. I think we we met at a conference. Right, right. Yeah, where, uh, where I spoke <laughs> as, as a pastor uh, with... Ty's dad. Ty's dad <laughs> was one of the speakers there, and uh, I met the beautiful, beautiful Pastor Tala and some First Lady Sam Samoa. Um, yeah, so I've known Ty. I kind of met him through there. He was out there, kind of. Were you a youth pastor then,
2: or no? I was just supporting. You're just <laughs> <getting> you sure. <laughs>
0: You you play instruments just, in the church? No,
2: it's right? just more support, man. You know? <laughs> Shut your ass up! I saw you pretty
0: active out there worshiping the Lord. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's where Ty and I met. We, what center was that? That's a, we met at the center. And was it Hillsdale?
2: Yeah, it was uh, the SCDC oh, uh, building. I th- oh, okay. I think that's where they they were using. They had that yeah. conference that weekend. I okay. saw yeah.
1: more community development center yeah. over there in San Francisco. Shout yeah. out.
0: But, yeah, we met we met through that conference, and we just kind of stayed connected. Well, oh, yeah. I love his parents. I just idolize his parents, kind of. It's good to Steady. have you here. <laughs> right. Good to be here. Yeah, good to try. be here. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us about you. Tell us what, uh, what you do, you know, and what you're into, What you, you know, with school, and just kind of mm-hmm. give the listeners just an idea of who you are.
2: Okay. So um, I'm, you know, currently in my third year as a uh, doctorate student. Doing a doctoral program in clinical psychology. Um, Also, can you say that one more time for the people (laughs) in the back? (laughs) It's a doctoral program uh, in clinical psychology. So, I am hoping to become a licensed psychologist. Um, You know, hoping to graduate by twenty twenty.
0: Why out of all the degrees, you want to choose that one?
2: Man, you know, growing up in the church, man, I have seen my parents, you know, they, they you know, a lot of people came to them, you know, with their problems. Right. And, you know, both my parents will kind of, you know, just sit there and listen to them, right? So I guess I saw that, you know, it wasn't like publicized. It was like people just kind of coming on the side like, hey, you know, going through some stuff, you know. And then, I you know, I see both my parents kind of like, you know, take in and, you know, just follow up follow up with them. Um, so I, I saw that and I think, you know, that being modeled in my life at an at early age, oh, wow. um, I, you know, I think it just happened for me. But then, I mean, people just love coming to me about their problems, you know, so it's just like, and then I watched Dr. Phil one time. <laughs> and I was, I, and I was like, no, 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 no. I watch this. So, I, you know, I, in New Zealand, uh, like, you know, like in high school or something i I watched dr phil and i was like man this dude just listens to people's problems and get paid for it i was like man i think i can do that (laughs) (laughs) so i I think that was the initial interest right you know and and realizing that there is such a field called psychology you know Mm. because even before then i didn't even know this thing existed right Uh um so so that's that's one thing there and then uh and then I remember, I, I you know, during my undergrad, I, I said, I, you know, I wanted to be a psychologist, but I still didn't know how to become one, you know. so.
0: And where did uh, you do your undergrad?
2: So I, I went to Evergreen Valley College. That's where I did my uh, uh, associate's degree, and then I went to UC Davis. Oh, nice. Um, and that's where I did my bachelor's. But then, you know, when I was finishing up my bachelor's, like, it dawned on me like I, I think I want to become a psychologist, but i I don't know I don't know how to do it like, hmm. you know I don't have the examples no one in my right, circle, right. for real no one in my circle has been this gone down this path, so mm-hmm. not even grad school you know so i it was all a new concept for me right huh. so I figured the best way to do it was just to um you know I, I went to the mental health center at school at uC Davis. And I signed up for a session. I was saying I was stressing out, um, you know, I, and I need help. You know, I need to talk to somebody because I'm stressing. Um, so I did that, and then I, I showed up. But but that was all a lie. I just, you know, I halfway I can't believe halfway through the session, halfway through the session with a psychologist, I stopped the session. I said, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling anything I reported. I just want to know how you became a psychologist. <laughs> And, wow. And literally that is how I found out how to, you know, how to apply for grad school, you know, how found out about what the GRE was, you what? Know, how to study for that. Like like literally this psychologist was the one that pointed me to the school I'm at now. Dang. Wow. So, yeah, so you know and, and that's kind of where everything took off for me. You know, this, you know, uh, Dr. Thomas Rowe, you know, he's uh he's in Seattle now, but you know, he he like he was so accommodating, you know, because he was like, "Oh yeah, that's fine. Well, here are some schools in California. You know, over here we hire a lot of people from this school. So you want to apply to this school? You know, so oh, that's wow. the school I'm at right now. Yeah, so nice. What's that the what name said. of the school that you're at now? Um, it's uh, called the uh, California School of Professional Psychology um, under Alliant International University. Wow.
1: I mean, what I heard in that story was, you know, like, you took chances, right? You were interested in something, and you didn't know how, and so you figured right. out. He was right. hungry. Yeah, you figured out how to make it happen, right? And <laughs> right. And that's dope, bro. That's really dope. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unconventional, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so many people who might choose this, you know, right. probably have, you know, thought about it. Uh, or, mm. like, not thought about it. Not saying you didn't think about it, but just have... Been, uh, the plan has been laid out for them.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, yeah, we have academic counselors, and I had academic counselors, but I feel like just my experience with <coughs> academic counselors always telling me that, you know, ever since, like, you know, community college, always telling me, oh, you need this class, and then I find out, oh, I didn't even need that class. Or, right, or telling yeah. me to, you know, like, oh, you don't need that class, and then kind of find out last semester before graduating, oh, man, you should have took that class. You know, so, so I, I didn't want to go through that again. So that's why I just looked for, you know, I was like, oh, man, we have mental health services, okay? People working there are licensed psychologists, so they are what I want to be. I'm going to go straight to them. In in pursuit
0: of that whole, you know, just kind of entering into the mental health field, Mm -hmm. did you have the Pacific Islander people in mind when you kind of pursued it, or did you just kind of go in like, I just want to go into this field?
2: Initially, Initially, I wanted to just go into the field. right? But then as I you know started going to classes and and just like starting to learn about about the different things that we face in in mental health um you know i, I started to really have a passion to work with someone so i'm like right now that is my that you know every every time i'm asked in class you know like what population do you want to work with you know and i, I always say well i want to work with Salmon people and and then secondary is people of color right so first you know first would be Samoans, but the you know I have to say, people of color, and you know, vulnerable populations as well, because I know that right now, you know, if I just depend on Samuns, you know, there, there's there's just going to be nothing, business, right? because right. yeah. like, we're not, not accessing this. Right. This is right. So it's, we it's, no, it's we not big we enough. Therapy, warmio. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, so I mean, like, you know, that's why today was such a big day for me. You know, having my first Salmon client. Right. Wow. Was because it's like you know having this goal in mind to 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 treat the Samoan people and you know being having all of this training up to this point and then today was the day you know what i mean like i mean i didn't even know he was there cuz he he came to the prison last night um and then you know and then this morning i checked the roster and i was like oh that's a salmon name. let mm-hmm. me go check up on wow. him yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's awesome time mm-hmm. you've also lived you know quite a different places throughout the years, you know, like growing mm-hmm. up, you, you mentioned you lived in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. And Fiji, is it Fiji or are you just kind
2: of... No, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to Fiji a, okay. a few times, but... uh.
0: No, Jamaica. Jamaica, there yeah. I lived is. in
2: Jamaica and uh, New Zealand and then I was born in Samoa.
0: And then you found your way out here, yep. somewhere between that.
2: I'm sorry out.
1: that you're here
0: <laughs> uh,
2: in Trump's America. <laughs>
3: We're happy, yeah, but, it's a shame. Know. But I'm happy you're here. But yeah. just
1: sad that you're here in
0: America uh, at this time. <laughs> I mean <it. laughs> wow. That's crazy. So what do you do right now as far as work?
2: Uh so right now I, I work at the um at the prison, uh a state prison here in, in uh California and then I also uh work for one of the juvenile halls, um one of the counties. Right. Um so I, I at the prison I do uh Individual therapy, as well as group therapy, and then in the county juvenile hall, I do. Um, I'm contracted as a psyche eval, so I do all the court. Is this ordered- for Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County. Nice. Yeah. So I do the um, do the court ordered psyche evals for the minors, both right. incarcerated and. Uh, out of custody
0: and this is a part of your um program right the school program or is this
2: just so yeah the the contractor part i I was just hired on um, oh wow after after last year last year it was part of my program but then this year they they wanted to keep me on just to do the evals
0: so what Mm. do you want to do with your degree
2: um man i you know i
0: other than you know get married right after you graduate <laughs> right i no, just kidding always trying to get somebody mixed. <laughs> find you know Look, just go. Uh, <laughs>
1: don't don't <laughs> perpetuate this you haul <laughs> ideology
0: it happens it happens for too there, so <laughs> <but> go <ahead. laughs> no but what what do you plan like what's the the kind of long term goal you mm-hmm. know just
2: yeah, I think I, I um, plan on working in the forensic field. So prisons, you know, I, I um, you know, I like working there um, because this is this is kind of the way I, I think about it, you know, because you know a lot of you know our people, you know, won't won't seek out mental health services on Man. their own, but I feel like in a in a forensic setting, when I if I encounter some of our people, then I can take the services to them. Right. You know what I mean? So, so it's, you know, they're, you know, it's kind of like you're in a place where you probably will be most susceptible to right. receive, receive and accept these services. So that's kind of what, that's kind of my thinking behind, you know, why I'm so interested in forensic.
0: With the approach of Dr. Byron now, that, you know, after understanding his theory mm-hmm. and approach, what is it? Is it the Fale? Would you call it the Fale theory or method? U- Uputawa. Uputawa. Mm-hmm. Would you, like, how do you see that play out in just our normal backyard community, the Pacific Islander community? Like, you know, if we were to try to use that article and try to, you know, kind of. You know, use it, it to family members, church members, like, mm-hmm. you know, just our PI community. Do you think that would work just as effectively as it did to, you know, one of your clients?
2: I mean, I, I think the theory is, is, you know, kind of based on, on, like, you know, there's some training there. But I think in order to work with our family and our people, I mean, you know, just treat them as a human. I think I think that's kind of the the baseline of therapy that... Tends to be overlooked a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, especially people in school are so, or you know, well, not people in school, but just in general. I I feel like there is a tendency for people to be so caught up on theory and and, and all this textbook stuff and forget that the person that they're dealing with is just a human. Right, right. Right. So, so, you know, I mean, like, you know. it's we, the basic, yeah. It's the it's it's basic human interaction. Like we know how to you know um, talk to people and and how to you know
1: exhibit respect, right? And,
2: right. You know, and, and kind of build that safe space for for people to feel comfortable to share whatever it is that they want to go through. You know, right. but, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, but the I mean, the theory is grounded on a lot of that. A lot of our culture just it's 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 grounded on just knowing who you're dealing with yeah you know from just a cultural perspective, a spiritual perspective, and you know
1: because I think that there's some uh, approaches that we take in this work uh, at least with building relationship and trying yeah. to uh, build that trust is um you know one of our favorite pastimes is to is to come together and to break bread mm-hmm. right and really just uh, engage in conversation and start off easy right? right don't jump into the big stuff right but it's really just based on this you know building relationship mm-hmm. um nurturing that space that exists between you and the other person right mm-hmm. to to be something more than just not like a, not treating somebody um as a as a client mm-hmm. right yeah uh, yeah but treating right. somebody as yeah. a, like you right. said
2: a human being you know but then also like you know i i think one of the biggest challenges that i faced is is my own um is my own uh we call it my own resistance Mm -hmm. you know to 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 my own emotions in terms Mm -hmm. of how I treat, right?
1: Because what do you mean like you don't allow yourself to be as vulnerable or
2: um, yeah initially. So that that is one of the challenges is because, you know, I grew up in this very, you know, rigid culture and and so my socialization is as the you know, it's very common to I guess, you know, we can say other Salmon socialization of how to be in terms of who you are in society, you know, uh, subscribing to gender roles, you know what I mean, mm. masculinity, all mm. of that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so, it, like, for me personally, my own journey was just to be able to kind of break those barriers down within myself mm. so I can then, you know, help someone else.
1: Wow. I, I want to take a step back real quick. You were saying about, uh, like, the f- setting that you're in, the uh, forensic Mm-hmm. It's a forensic setting, like uh could you explain a little bit about what what you mean
2: oh, so forensic uh typically like it's a it's a jail it's dealing with anyone that's in the in the um in the system in the system, yeah, so, so it's like a
1: con- concentrated group that you can work with right, and right. not necessarily like you gotta go out in the community and like try to get get these folks they are already kind of there right to work with,
2: yeah, I mean like you know those are all the options that you you have, you know i mean mm-hmm. like, but i I feel like I just I I feel like I'd like to work in forensic. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like these these guys are like the, the 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 guys that society has given up on. You know, these are the people that society has said, Nah, we, right. we're done with you. You know what I mean? And and just I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm you know I'm interested in that it, even forensic. if it's like uh, probation. You know, that's also considered f- forensic oh. as well. I got you. I got wow. you.
1: Because that's such a. Uh, I mean, yeah, like you know, our people are definitely uh, in those spaces. Mm -hmm. Like I've had a lot of, I've known a lot of people in my life who've been down, you know, locked up in the system. Um, And and it often feels like when folks are incarcerated and when they go through that whole experience, they come out um, either a few different ways, right? They'll come out and not be reformed at all, right? They'll just still be the, the same old person. Or they'll come back and be very spiritual, mm-hmm. right, and, and be very, like, uh, almost religious, right, right? Yeah. evangelical, even. Yeah. Or um, they'll come out and they will be super studious, yeah. you know, and, and hella activated to, like, you know, do community work. And just, like, they really got, got a lot of education and there was a lot of group therapy mm-hmm. uh, where they got to learn about themselves and learn about the culture. And it's beautiful to see that that those kind of initiatives and programs exist in this forensic setting that you're talking about, right?
3: Right, right?
1: My question, or like something that I was thinking about, is how can we how can we even prevent that from being the space where people are met with this service, right? Like with your mm. service, not just not to put you like right, right. out of a job or something, right? right. But like maybe. Maybe it was society that, you know, has given up on them or maybe it was some things that, you know, some wrong decisions they made in their life and they've ended up in this space. But, like, is there, do you think that, like, there's preventative things that could be done um, to, you know?
2: I mean, absolutely. You know, there's always a preventative measure, but I think. You know you're you're also going up against very strong systemic uh mm. factors you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like when we're talking about environment that you grow up in school that you attend right um you know resources that you have access to mm-hmm. you know that that nurtures you and, and socializes you molds your mindset you know and and, and kind of creates the trajectory that you take in life right you know what i mean so
1: and one of the biggest things is is education right one of the biggest resources right. is is the lack of education right right that that can lead so many of our communities down this path right mm-hmm. basically essentially it's just poverty right
2: right yeah right you know like in, in my undergrad i i did this little internship where i um did like an observation in inside a classroom it was a kindergarten classroom so I observed in Davis, right? Davis, California. So very affluent um neighborhood. Mm. You know, and it was so interesting you, you you um you know, kids were coming in wearing university outfits, mm. you know, like like oh, I'm going to Stanford. Like you right. hear the conversations these little 4, 5 year old kids are having. Mm. You know, oh, oh I'm going to be a pilot. I'm going to be a doctor cuz that's what their parents are. You know what I mean? Like right. these are the schools that their parents went to. Right. You know and and then just out of curiosity, I decided to also observe in a in a kindergarten class in Eastside San Jose. Mm. Now the differences were night and day, right? So, I mean, like you you come in, like you know, no parents are there to volunteer. Reason mm. being, they're working. Are, parents are working. It's you know, hopefully working two jobs at a mm-hmm. time. You know? mm-hmm. So no one, you know, at, the, at in Davis. You had parent volunteers throughout the whole day. You know, they like the 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 teacher had like five, six people volunteering in the classroom. In in San Jose, you know, resources are different. Mm. You know, it was just me. I showed up, and and the teacher freaked out that I showed up. You know, and she was like, "Wow, you came." Okay. You actually showed you know, up. Like like let me go do some other stuff. Can you come read them the book while I do some You know, and she's like, now she finally has the opportunity to prep for something else. You know, yeah. she so, yeah. ha- she has support. Right, for, for additional activity mm-hmm. You know, no free lunch You know, everybody is donating food At the other place over here Like everybody's like not eating You know what I'm saying So it's, it's, it's different Like when we start there You know, when that's when that's the starting point In, in, in lives You know, from two different ends of the spectrum You mm-hmm. know, guaranteed they're, they're going Two different places in life
3: Right <laughs> Oh my gosh I, I, think,
1: I think that question was, uh, like, I was trying to work to, like, uh, ask this question, right? Because thinking about preventative measures, like you said, there's always a preventative measure. Um, how do you see us normalizing, you know, this just mental health in our Pacific Islander or even just in our Samoan community, right? Because it's not something that's normally talked about. It's not something that we address.
0: We're except-
1: but how can we like how do you see us being able to do this, uh, considering like your experience and your study and or yeah. is it is it
2: possible? I mean it is, you know, but it's it's a lot of work. You know, when we look at the the um obstacles in, in terms of, you know, um seeking out services, um, especially for Pacific Islanders, like you know, I read up on it and, and you know, they, they came up with two Ba- uh, barriers, right? So mm. we have a practical barrier, which is money, transport, um, knowledge of services. And then we have a cultural barrier, which is stigma, like, you know, like we don't talk about emotions in the house, um, or, you know, everything goes to the pastor. You know, the pastor does all the, the supposedly right. the, the, the mental health service guy. Right, right. But then you know that you know it depends you know because then that can go all types of ways you know um, so yeah I mean like with with those barriers in place I mean you know you'd have to kind of just pick one barrier and, and work towards it you know? right so there's but several I mean so it's a lot of work but yeah, I think oh, no, oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
0: no I find myself having um, that problem right now I have mm. um, a really good friend I call her my family member um, she comes from a very strong spiritual background, you know, her family, um, uh, her, her fam well, her family, her uncle is a pastor mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like they're not really too, you know, aware of just kind of like the mental health, you know, like just what it comes with and what, what the, um what it looks like so um every time they have a conversation with this young lady they basically go the spiritual route Mm -hmm. which is pray that demon out of her Mm -hmm. go to god just keep praying confess your sins Mm -hmm. it'll eventually drop and you know um you know i have i have this con i have this conversation with her all the time like you know how can i get my family even the pastor Mm -hmm. to understand that it is, you know, like my mental health, my mental health issue, you know, she struggles with or she has bipolar one mm-hmm. with uh, psychotic features mm-hmm. and um, she cannot get her family to understand it because, again, they understand it more from a spiritual lens of, you know, like that's demonic, you know, you're there's something that you're dealing with and. Um, just confess your sins, you know, and she is also one that is queer. So sure. they, again, they look at that as like, you need to let go of that, mm. you know, as a huge, you know, reason for her being the way it is. But what's what's a piece of advice that you would kind of give, you know, me or even to the people who are listening that can identify with this situation of just an approach to kind of get families who are deeply rooted in spirituality, you know, mm. in, their, in their faith, like, how to have a just a common, you know, a, a, a middle place where they can have this discussion and right. still support each other, not necessarily agreeing with each other. But how can that? What does that conversation look like? Or can it even?
2: Wow, I mean, that is a that is the million dollar question, man. Right? <laughs> man really? I, mean, I think if we could really, if we could find the answer to that, man, we we'd be, uh, you know, we'd be balling right now. Right? But, yes. I our mean, community,
1: it, would, our community would be better.
2: Right, <laughs> but you know, but. With that, I think it just takes normalizing the whole process mm. you know and and even if it comes down to just one if you are like the only person normalizing these instances you you are contributing even if you think it's an insignificant contribution right but it you know we hope that it is making some type of or we believe that it's making some type of progress right right um you know so for like for me personally i you know um like you know, I, I, I like to post on Facebook about mental health things, you know, um, you know, and, and then some of my boys will crack jokes about it, you know, but it, it's OK. You know, like like it's it's how I treat it. You know, I treat it with sincerity and I treat it with with respect, you know. So even, so the jokes will come, you know, and but but then when they see how serious you are about it, you know, they you know, they turn the corner and, you know, or at least that's my experience just, you know, with my my close uh, friends that I have, you know, initially, you know, right, yeah, they're like, Oh, not the safe space guy, you know, like, yes. like you know, yes. you know they, they need some safe space in their oh, life, right. you know, but but I mean, it, it, it takes those really small or you know, it takes those actions that seem insignificant, but yeah, you know, you,
1: and, and I think you're exhibiting uh, or you're saying that. Um, it's important for you to just be true to what it is that you post or right. what you're talking about because you believe in it so right. much, right? Right. Those folks that make those, you know, um, those side comments. I mean, you know, that's our community. We're gonna right. talk shit. We're gonna, right. yeah. We're gonna disapprove of something that we don't know or that right. we don't understand. But yeah. Later on down the line, right. watch like you're They'll gonna need through. that
2: same right. space, right? But you know, I mean, like you, you know, making fun of each other is also our defense mechanism, right? You know what I mean? Like if, like, like when we're facing anything. We're rather crack a joke than feel any other emotion. Oh, hell yeah! You know of course, I mean? yeah. That's why we be talking so much shit, right? right <laughs> you know, so. But for we
0: right. be we be the most broken ones too. Hey, for real, yeah. that's that's yeah. real. Talk. Okay, I have another question. Mm-hmm. Just recently, Danny Boy gave me this amazing book called "The Samoan Queer," right?
1: Uh, Samoa and queer, queer, queer Lives queer by life. Dan Talapapa McMullen
0: yes. and Yuki Kihara. I just want to give them a yeah, shout give out. Yeah, give a shout out. And I, it was like it's pretty much a collection of just different stories of just a lot of the queer community uh, from where New Zealand, Samoa, out here in Bay Area, and um, any other city, just oh, international, LA, internationally. And um, I thought the stories were amazing and mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Now here's my question because you know just that was just kind of segue because I wanted to give a shout out to that book because we we uh, we brought uh, we we mentioned it in our on our social media anyhow how um, how let me see how I can word this how uh, do you see or how 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 let me see how far along do you think how far along from, cause you're a pastor's son, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you've seen you've seen pretty much the ins and out of everything, mm-hmm. you know, from your from through your through the lens of your parents, and from when you guys started, from to where you guys to where we are now in life, like how far along do you think our PI churches, just from your lens and experience, how how much have we grown from accepting the queer community in churches?
2: Hmm. I mean I I think you know because we have the fafafine culture right right yeah. um I, I I think that kind of is the um the community the the community that that I mean I, it's it's interesting cuz I I was thinking about this like it's like we accept the fafafine culture they they're very it's a huge culture in Samoa mm-hmm. you know they have their pageants everything but then I feel like we we accepted at a surface level. Mm-hmm. Because you know no one wants to everyone thinks of fafa but no one wants to talk about sexual orientation. Right. You know what I mean? And and I think that's kind of kind of where we're stuck at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it's like yeah it's okay you know dress this way do your know, physical appearance whatever you know how however you present you know present you know, masculine way feminine way right, whatever yeah. But just don't talk about who you're attracted to, right, or, or right. you know, or you know, things like that. So, right. um, in terms of how far the church, ha- I think, has progressed, I evolved. Mean, yeah. I mean, I can I can only speak about you know the the churches I've been in. That's my parents' church, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, my parents work in the ministry local
0: Kupakpaki church, right? Are they local? I know uh, they're
2: they're a, you know independent uh, Samoan church. Oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but um I, I think you know my my parents have really you know they they really set the example for for me you right. know, because i think their mod their their mod their approach to everybody is just man you know love like jesus would right. that's it you yeah. know what i mean and 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 i remember one time my my dad preached a very controversial sermon you know in in terms of accepting you oh, know yeah. the, the l g b t q community you know and and some people were kind of outraged. You know what I mean? I was like, and, and he stood on a very traditional pulpit, and he said, you know, love. What does the Bible say? Love, right? You know, so let's love. You know, but yeah, but that that is my very limited experience. <laughs> limited in, in experience this, in this matter. Well,
0: what's know. your What's your view on it, though? Other than just kind, you know, what your dad shared about just love beyond it. What's your stance on just kind of same sex relationship?
2: Um. I mean, for me, I, I, I have no problem with it, you know, um, you know, and I think I've been very fortunate to be at the school that I'm at, you mm. know, because it is through there that I, you know, became more aware of of LGBTQ issues, wow, um, you know, and and just you know gender issues, right. and, you know, so so equality, all of those things, you know, because my norm was just the way I was brought up, right, right. So, so within these classrooms, we have these conversations, and I, you know, and I just sit back and I was like, wow, you know, I mm-hmm. never even thought of these things. Like, yeah. like these things just, you know, weren't even on my radar to consider. You know, I mean, it really
1: like expanded your horizons yeah, to see absolutely to see beyond your own comfort zone,
2: right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you know, and now I mean, man. Everybody do what you want. Man. <laughs> uh, as long as you ain't hurt nobody. Yeah. Right. You, know? you
1: know, and I think you know, and I, and I appreciate that right. um, because I always think about you know myself as like a queer gay man, right? Like yeah. I have to be mindful of the spaces I'm in because mm. I don't know how it's accepted um, right. or not because I've been in those spaces where there's a lot of homophobia right. and right. a lot of discrimination, right. you know, like being said about folks like myself um which is hard because also i want to like be able to stand up and be like yo like why you got a with for what like right. you got to work through your own shit right right and to be able to be in spaces where it you know i could be uh my queer ass self and yeah. then you could be you know like your straight ass self right And we could right. just talk and shoot the shit um maybe we won't like i mean you know we can still agree and disagree on certain things, you know. Whether it's like we see a, a woman that passes by and and she's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Like just because I'm queer, don't mean I can't recognize the beauty right, in that. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, or I could speak about something and and maybe and hopefully, you know, like uh, a straight person would not feel uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like like trying to find how those. Um, differences can exist, right? right? It's really all about thinking about that root. like what's at the mm. root of humanity. Mm-hmm. Right? What what's um the main message in you know, through Jesus, right? Is is just love. Right. right um yeah. and I think once folks can really get to the root of that and accept it, you know, maybe the world could be a better place. Yeah, right. <laughs> even in Trump's America.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean
1: Man. Was something I want to ask because I know we're gonna get ready to wrap up but yeah. but I think earlier when we were talking about like what you know like there's so many different approaches you said right you hit one specific uh, community um, I think on the what do they say you know like you hit the nail mm-hmm. on something you said uh, the pastors are what the community, like, to, yeah, yeah, what the community runs to—they're the therapists, and mm-hmm. you know, for help, right? right. And the ther- and as fi- um, pastors, you know, of course they'll listen and and they'll come from a very uh, biblical mm-hmm. um, perspective, right? Do you do you see, especially because you're the son of a a pastor, mm-hmm. do you do you think that you can foresee pastors in our community? being open to receiving trainings around mental health mm. and mental illness so that they are equipped with like the biblical and the you know the um right. the cl- the clinician or the therapy yeah. the, you know, the what is the word? Clinical. The clinical, right? Yeah. Like the and, and and not saying that they need to become clinicians, but like having both perspectives and then also being the points of um of referrals, right? Like out, right. because they could probably be the ones to help normalize, right. you know, this this conversation around right. mental health. Maybe they could be the ones to really lift the stigma right. um, around mental health. And so, I just wanted to get your gain your perspective on that, as you know, our last maybe one of our last yeah, questions yeah, out of here. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, <coughs> that's that's a that's a yeah, great question. I Another think million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> you know but but I I do think they are the the um key players yeah in right. shifting in shifting this uh the the perspective on mental health among Pacific Islanders Talk about it you know yeah. because um you know because as the leaders of the community you know everybody looks to them you right. know um in terms of of training absolutely you know I I think you know pastors, you know, it would be beneficial for them to be more aware and conscious of mental health issues but I, I think ideally what I you know, ideally in my own perspective what what their role would probably a, a more beneficial role for them would be to do would be the referral right? Mm. So just to normalize, hey man, you're feeling a certain way, man, you know, go see a therapist you know what I mean? Because in that way they can just focus on feeding the spirit right. you know and, and, sing, of the soul. and staying the in people. their lane basically right, <laughs> right. And, and just you know refer to, to different people but then at the same time you know I think one way to really normalize mental health services in our community is for our youth to start pursuing careers in this in this uh that's really so true. Field.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Because when Can it, you say that one more time <laughs> right. for the youth in the back? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Start pursuing a career in mental health. You know, I think the field is wide open. field is wide open right now. Um, It's primarily white clinicians. So they're, they're, you know, uh, clinicians of color is a scarcity, you know, in in the, in right now. You know, so. But they're out
1: there, though. That's what's dope about it.
2: Right. But what's ironic is I think there are more clients Mm. who are people of color. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, I, I. I mean that's that's kinda my you know, that's I feel that's my calling or I took it upon myself to Word. be to be that guy. Where right. you know, to, to be that example um that says, Hey man, you know, you too can, you know, be a psychologist if you want to. Right. You know, be come you on, know, be a, a clinician, right. you know, masters level clinician. You right. know, there's there's so many ways you can help. Even or even be an advocate, you know what I mean? Like um, you know, just 'Cause you're you'll still be kinda in the clinical um field of, right, of, yeah. of working. But that's I, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If we do the work, man, everybody you know, there'll be no one else left. Everybody'll be like, Oh, okay, my kid's a clinician, I'm gonna go I'm gonna uh, go see talk to my like kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: <clears throat> Hopefully we can uh, you know, get doctor Byron to come out here and do a seminar, you know, kinda yeah. raise up some some young leaders out here, but uh that's the hope yeah mm-hmm. but stay okay. tuned <laughs> we're gonna close it up I have some questions like this you know in addition to our our main question but I want to ask it you know with to both of you guys and mm-hmm. I'll answer it too um this is our walkaway questions um if you could put anything on a t-shirt what would it be mm. so I'll let you guys look with two seconds but then I'm gonna let you guys release, and i 'm gonna pick
1: well, do you have an
0: answer for it? <laughs> yes. How about you
1: model this for us? <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, if I could put anything on a T-shirt, I would put um, God's grace is efficient. Yeah. Why would you put that? Um, because I think um, I myself am one who kind of grew up very rooted in with you know and just in church and in god and um just understanding just his grace and understanding his mercy has really helped me climb out of this hole that i was in with my sexuality and spirituality you know i think i was you know that's just something I've always struggled with because I knew growing up what I've always been taught was that that's something that I cannot have if I'm going to walk in pursuit with God, you know. So, again, understanding grace, grace has literally allowed me to wash my old views of how I used to perceive him. And now it's like I can have like this open, you know, relationship with God at 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 the same time maintain this Identity as a queer woman, you know. Mm. So yeah. So God's grace is efficient. Would be on my shirt as a queer as a queer woman. (sighs) It it would say as
1: a queer woman or yeah
0: as a queer woman. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah,
1: that would be thought provoking. Because if I were to just see. God's grace, grace is, is sufficient I would just yeah. be like eh, That's another shirt <laughs> Right but, but you say As a queer woman uh, Yeah I say,
0: Oh right? Okay Wait hold up Right That don't make sense to me <laughs> And then cutie pie in the background <laughs>
2: <laughs> QTPI Let me see <laughs> uh, What about
0: you Ty If you were to put anything on a t-shirt What would it be
2: So it has to be a, Like a It could be a quote One
0: word a Yeah Slogan Your last a f- name A phrase <laughs> Yeah phrase, yeah, a, phrase. I mean,
2: a
1: proverb
2: I mean, I mean, for me, it's uh, man, probably something to do with the culture, man. I'm, I'm, of course, yeah. I'm just, you know, so passionate about, you know, just so passionate about our people that, you know, yeah. What would know. it
0: be? Come on, give it a name.
2: Simon so flag. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you probably I could get that at the squat <laughs> right. <spot> meet. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can get that at the low stadium. <laughs> yeah. Just the Samoan flag.
2: I'll just throw it on there, man. man
0: but that's but that's so, that everybody wears it. Like, what's the message right. you want to give in that wearing wearing that shirt?
2: I mean, I don't think I want to give a message, man. I I, I want to represent receive the message. You know, like like honestly, like in in my room, I have a flag that like that's my why. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, you know, how a lot of people say, "What's your why?" You know, get you out of bed in the morning. That's it, man. Like, I'm 3 a.m. in the morning. I look up. And I'm like, "Oh, get back to work for my people. Right? My people. Look in the mirror. Maybe, maybe the flag, they and it'll have like one. a. It'll have like a. It'll say mental health, or it'll say <laughs> right? you know, therapy, something. <laughs> or, or it'll say. So how do you feel about that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What about
0: you, Danny Boy?
1: This is a hard-ass question because I always got an idea for a T-shirt. I'm always trying oh, to I come some shit, but I think uh, what's on my mind right now that I would come up with on a shirt would just be seven generations. Mm-hmm. It's not mine, you know. I didn't come up with this, um, but it's just this ideology about like, you know, what we're what what's happening now. Not maybe not for everybody, but in different experiences, is because of what happened seven generations ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, really thinking about our ancestors. Yeah, that would even be tight, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something with ta- something to do with our ancestors. Well, I think that does. The seven generations does because it's thinking about, you know, what was done seven generations ago to where we are now. Yeah. And like I was saying earlier, what are we going to do now to think about seven generations, generations. down the yeah. line, right? Yeah. And so just really holding ourselves accountable to, again, create these pathways to empower our youth you know to empower our our, our clergy yeah. and our community to to really just be better mm-hmm. you know do better be better um, because it ain't about us it's about all of us mm. and it's for those to come mm. you know and really just uh what kind of ancestor do you want to be? You know, what, what legacy right. do you want to leave behind? And so, yeah. I would definitely put seven generations, seven generations, seven generations on the t-shirt because that would be that would be a that would be a, um, a conversation right, started too, I know. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know we don't have a much a, a lot of time, but we can get to it next week. But the reason why I'm also thinking about that is because of an email that we got. Um, in regards to our previous episode about right. uh, the Mystic Malu oh my conversation, gosh, right, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get to that because we can go on and on about that. But um, something that was in the email, you know, one subject was about decolonization, right, and really decolonizing um, our mindset and decolonizing the ways in which we we live our life and how how uh, wide and and mm. huge that that. Uh, that focuses right? Um, but something else was preservation Right and cultural preservation And like thinking about the way our culture looks now You know what do we want it to look like Seven generations from now Because it doesn't look identical to what it was right. Seven generations ago um, And trying to keep it as close as To its original You know entities right. as we can But understanding that evolution happens And so mm. Just all
0: of that Just all of that all right, man. Okay, we're, this is our real closing question. But before oh. I can, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, before we close it with this closing question, we want to thank you, Ty. Thank you for, for having me. Ty, for Ty. for coming in, making time to meet with us Yes, again. pleasure. Very insightful, man. You Very really, great
1: to have you here on this, uh, on this podcast, brother. Thank mm-hmm. you for being here and sharing. Yeah. And thank you for what you're doing, what you're studying. You know, you, you that's that's huge. That's huge. That's a huge win for our community, so mm. I wish you well In your studies
2: yeah. yeah thank you guys Thank you You know i to need thank A hook you. up on
1: that uh, Therapy session <laughs>
0: <laughs> We gonna do
1: it Yeah I think Samoans will be free man, Yeah
0: so, uh, What kind of girls He you said you like again? <laughs> <laughs> No Samoans are not free Okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: No Samoans are not free Okay <laughs> Oh
0: my lord
1: we are gonna Burn you out man. Oh man We gotta keep you around You gotta build These leaders <laughs> that we need
3: Okay
0: Yeah but we gotta Have you back on mm-hmm. again Huh we Yeah We gotta have yeah. you Back mm-hmm. on For again so. Thank you so much Ty Okay But yeah on the real, our last question is, you know, I'll ask you, Danny boy, how are you going to take care of yourself for the rest of the week? Uh,
1: how I'm going to take care of myself uh, this week is I'm actually going to put some effort into looking for a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my sis, Teresa. We yeah. were actually able to uh, finally meet, and she showed me, you know, how how to look for a therapist, right? Because. Right. You know, just like with healthcare, with like making a doctor's visit, with all this shit, like it's not something that's normal to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe not even to our community. And so even searching that out, I -hmm. don't know how to do it. So she showed me the way. She showed me some resources. There's actually uh, a whole resource uh, dedicated. um, It's like a network of therapists of color, Mm -hmm. which was really dope. I actually even seen a... uh, a fellow Pacific Islander on there shout out to Tupi
3: mm. um
1: and then there's another one that's uh centered around uh queer therapists
3: mm. yeah, so
1: it's really there's like a there's a plethora of folks out there to choose from and I'm gonna just spend some time looking at who awesome. who would be worth you know reaching out so
0: awesome. yeah, that's awesome. How about you, ty? how are you gonna take care of yourself the rest of the week
2: um this week definitely uh Man, just sit back, relax, and do absolutely nothing for one day. You know, I I, mm. I usually give myself a day off, so like mentally and, f- and like physically, you know, right. just kind completely of, check out. Yeah, completely check out. Maybe watch a movie. So once once a week, watch uh, a movie
0: with your girl or just <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you go get the, the love <laughs> connection. The love boat. No, just go ahead. <laughs> But just, no, but yeah,
2: just you know, just giving yourself a day—well, giving myself a day off and allowing myself to enjoy that day off. You know, it sounds Utah, simple, but yeah. man, it's—I feel like it, it requires so a, much. A, requires a I whole believe, lot of uh, I mental, you know, checking. Yeah. You know, so that's awesome. Rejuvenation, right? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Bex? What you gonna do? How
0: you gonna take what care of yourself what? this week? I plan on eating better. Now that I have oh. my own place, mm-hmm. I can actually eat what better. Because, you know, I stayed with a pretty big family. I stayed with um, my sister and her children, and my oldest sister stayed there too. So, we, you know, some one families, we all stay in one home. A really nice big home, but, you know, our fridge doesn't li- really kind of align with each other's diets, so I end up always kind of breaking my diet every mm. time I go home and see their cupcakes or, like, their, their snacks. And, you know, it's really hard to kind of, you know stay faithful stay on track when i see junk food that i'm addicted to so now that i have my own space i get to fill my own fridge my own you know everything is healthy kind of (laughs) but yeah i'm gonna try to eat better i've already got the fridge kind of looking halfway decent so come on now health is wealth (laughs) yes health health is wealth y'all yeah, but that's let's it. be wealthy. Let's be let's be <laughs> wealthy, y'all. <laughs> <Look at you. laughs> All right, y'all. We about this motherfucker. We signing out again. This is Bex Bumble. What a dope I <laughs> It's B Boy and it's Ty. Ty, thank you again. Right on, Ty. We're checking out for the cultures episode sixteen. Have a great week, y'all.
1: Five tight. What are we doing it for? We doing it for the
3: culture.
0: For the culture. For the culture.